right, gamers, welcome to Press Start Gaming's very, very first podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be looking at modern games. Uh, we will have other podcasts coming out. We've got one coming out about TV and films, and one coming out about retro games. I'm Danny. I'm going to pass you over to our other two colleagues. Colleagues, is that the right word? I'm going to pass you over to the other two dudes on the podcast, and uh, we've got Ben. Hi there. And we've got Richard. Hey, you alright guys? Um, welcome to the podcast. Right, so what we're going to be talking about this week, we're going to split it up into three sections. First section is going to be, we're going to chat about what we've been playing. Second section is going to be games that are coming out before the next podcast. And then we're going to have a main focus, but the main focus will change every week. So guys, what have you been playing this week? Um, I've just picked up Persona 5 Royal. Um, came out this week. Uh, I played through the first game and loved it. Uh, and now it's back out again. I'm going through it all over with all the new stuff, so loving it. What about you, Rich? There's only really been one game that's been going on, and it's Football Manager 20 for me. Just I feel like my whole life's on it where we're locked down at the moment. Yeah, it's definitely been a game that's been taking up quite a lot of my time during the lockdown as well. Uh, I've also been playing uh, Horizon Chase Turbo on the Switch. That game is oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's like a throwback to the old Outrun games back in the day. I don't know if you guys have played it, but oh, wow, what game. No, it sounds interesting. Might have to give that one a try. It's in the sale at the moment on the Switch store, so I would I would recommend you give it a look. It's really good. And also, I've been playing Animal Crossing on the Switch. But then again, who hasn't been playing Animal Crossing? It's all over Twitter. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Reddit. It's It seems to be like the biggest game at the moment. I didn't think a game would be be able to take over Final Fantasy, but I don't really, I don't know. I don't, it's just it's everywhere. Yeah, my um my housemate is not a big gamer in general, and she has nicked the Switch and has been playing Animal Crossing since it came out, and won't let anyone else play it because she doesn't want us to build on her island. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I hope she's enjoying it. It's really, really good. To be fair, with um, Animal Crossing, I mean, you know, I haven't really got any social media, but um, through the news threads and everything, it's all I ever see about is Football Manager 20, which is obvious because I'm going to be on it, so you'll see that I'm playing it, and um, is Animal Crossing. They're the two games I keep seeing about, like the guy sent a flare off in his home after leaving Hamilton to the Scottish Premiership, and then it's just, yeah, Animal Crossing all the time. It's mad. Well, yeah, it came out the same day as Doom Eternal, so that's why we got all the crossover uh, stuff between the two. Yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's 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 a really good game. I'd never really played an Animal Crossing game before this one, and I didn't realise it was like a real-time thing where different things happen each day, but I'm kind of enjoying the way it's set up. Like, each day you have to do a little bit more, and I really like that. It's going to make the game last a lot longer rather than sitting and playing it, it all in one session. I really like the way it's uh, structured. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no idea about the game. I see it coming out, and I remember you saying, oh, yeah, you're going to play it. And then when we had spoke, you just said, yeah, you played lots of it. Well, obviously, I know you've been playing Football Manager because we've been doing our challenges, but that's it for me. It's been um, films, TV, and Football Manager mostly. I haven't been on my Xbox to play a game at all. I've actually been playing Animal Crossing on the big screen and Football Manager on my laptop at the same time. It's been, it's been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. So is there any other games that you guys have been playing this week that you'd like to mention? I mean, I've gone back to my old haunt of League of Legends. It's just one of those games. Now I've got free time, and a lot of my friends who used to play it have got free time and are on their PCs. I've just been jumping into games of that. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a game I've never really played. And when I say I've never really played, I've, I've never played it at all. But I know people go crazy for it. There's not really um, games, I've, like I said, been playing, but I do want to play Horizon Dawn on the um, PS4 because I've got it for Christmas. I just haven't played it because last game I played on PS4 was God of War, and that game is probably one of the greatest games I've ever played, if being honest. And then on the Xbox, I really want to go carry on with the Outer Worlds because I was enjoying it. I just put it down and haven't gone back, so that's a shame. So probably while we're in lockdown, I think the Outer Worlds and Horizon Dawn will be on my to-do list mostly. Oh, and Resi 2, because that game is really, really, really good. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn on the on the PS4, is it's very, very good. It's such a good game. But talking about God of War, that possibly is my game of this generation. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, right up there for me as well. Right, 
Right, so I'm going to pass it over to Rich now for games coming out this week. Um, what have you got to tell us about, Rich? Okay, so yeah, games coming out or that have just come out is obviously the two of the massive ones, really. Um, they're not really being talked about as much as they deserve with the fan base and that, um, but it just shows the success of Animal Crossing coming out is Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7. Um, I mean, I never really played Final Fantasies. I couldn't get into them. Um, that's, I get a lot of shit for that. I'm the and, same. I'm the same. Uh, and then Resident Evil 3 was me and you have had many conversations, Danny, that, like, I hated number one. I hated it with passion when I was younger. I didn't like it. It didn't get hyped. Couldn't get on with it. Number two, I see it being played, and I like the look of it, but never played it. And then three was the one that got into me, and then four was the one that, you know, I've played so many times on every console possible, I think, um, that it's come out on. Um, Resi 3, I will look forward to getting it at some point. Yeah, um, I want to get the Resident Evil 3 uh, remake. Have you guys seen on Metacritic that a lot of people are giving it zeros out of tens because of how much they've changed? I want to say Jill. Is it Jill in Resident Evil 3? I'm pretty sure it is Jill. And I, I haven't looked at the scores, but I did hear it was getting some hate. I didn't realise zero out of tens, but I heard that they've changed way too much um but from what i understand they changed a lot in resident evil 2 remakes i never played number two but i'm playing through the remake so i don't get personally if they have changed quite a lot on two it's okay but then when it comes to number three people are moaning is it that they've changed things and people don't like the changes what is it um you're obviously a lot more up to date than me well one of the main things that people have been moaning about when it comes to resident evil 3 is that Jill now wears shorts instead of a skirt. I think that was it, or, or a skirt instead of shorts. And it's taken a lot of the sexual side for Resident Evil 3, and I just don't understand that. It's like, it's a video game. If you want sex, watch porn. Do you know what I mean? Like, why why, why are people letting that affect their opinion of the game? I just, uh, it just, it, it baffles me. Ben, you got anything to add on that? Because I'm really going to keep my mouth shut on this one. <laughs> I mean... The internet does love to jump on a topic like that. I mean, um, the game I mentioned I've been playing, Persona 5 Royal, that's had a lot of controversy for um, it edited a scene. Um, so it's different in the English compared to the Japanese. Um, so this is a remake um, with extra stuff of a game that came out a couple of years ago. And there's a scene where some of the characters um, kind of mock homosexual, some homosexual characters. They're a bit stereotypy and they joke around in kind of a bit, it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek but some people didn't like it um and so they decided to edit it in the re-release and a lot of people have kind of uh been unhappy about that because they don't like censorship but it's one of those things where uh, censorship isn't good uh, to a degree but you gotta be, be aware that you know you don't want to upset everyone with the way things are sometimes and i don't think it was a scene that was that necessary that a little change hurts um, and Resi 3 is probably a similar thing. They've changed a little thing because, you know, it's a modern day age. They want to make things a bit different. And some people just don't like things to change. They they view any sort of change around that, even if realistically it's just kind of a bit of sexual titillation or a joke or whatever. They, they view it as censorship and so they don't like it. Yeah, I think the developers are just rolling with the times, right? I mean, if something's going to upset someone, if someone's going to offend someone, is there really a place for it nowadays? Oh uh, yeah, that just goes through to all media, doesn't it? Um, you know, you can go on to wrestling, look at stuff like that. Um, you know, films, TV. Um, yeah, games. I mean, if the shorts are being changed, that's not saying that put me off a game because I just remember Resident Evil Three and Nemesis. You know, Nemesis just continuously being after you. So as long as the gameplay is still good, the controls are, I think, better. Like Resident Evil controls have always been a bit iffy. Like personally. How dare um, you? No, I, I do think they like they've always been a bit iffy. That's I mean, I got control. on with yeah, but I've really got on with number four. Um, control with the worst control, and, and that's got the worst control. So I, I don't get it. I can't really argue there. But um, you know, loved five as well. But only if it's co-op. But we yeah, I mean, a lot of five, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, but with with changing shorts, that's not saying it's going to put me off a game. You know, to be honest, I can't really remember that much of free anymore anyway. So it'd be like nice to go in, and it would actually be a game that I will pay attention to the story. You know, because as I've got older, I sort of haven't got time for all the story mode stuff. But um, on two, I've been paying attention to the story and I've really enjoyed it, what I've played so far. So in this section about games coming out this week, I do want to give a shout out to Doom 64 that came out on the Switch a couple of weeks ago. Because this is the first episode, so we've not had a chance to 
you know, to mention it. I missed Doom 64 when it first came out. It just flew over me. I was a PlayStation guy. I didn't have an N64. A couple of my friends did, but none of them had Doom. And honestly, Doom 64 is incredible. Like, I can't believe how good it was, and I can't believe that I missed it. I never actually played Doom 64. Oh, it's on the Switch store now, and I think it's about three ninety nine or something like that. I would highly recommend it. If you're into the Doom, which who isn't, give it a go, mate. It's really, really good. Um, Yeah, with the Doom, I never... I had a 64 for a while, but I never played it, actually, because I think I played Perfect Dark Zero. Was that the first one? Or was Perfect. it just Perfect Dark? Yeah, Perfect Dark was on the N64, and Perfect Dark Zero was the 360 release game after Microsoft had bought Rare. Which was the bad one, right? Yeah, because I played the original, and I liked that while I played it, but it didn't play a lot, because it was always Goldeneye, and WrestleMania 2000, and no mercy and wcw vs nwo they were like the games i played on 64 it was literally just those games and wave racer actually mario 64 Uh, yeah i played it i didn't play it as much as i should have at that time when i first got the 64 it was it was just goldeneye like every day and wrestlemania 2000 every day yeah about ocarina of time yeah ocarina of time man i I wasn't into zelda like at a time either like i've gone back and i've tried to play some zeldas i've enjoyed some but i don't know i've just never really overly got into them which is again like really really bad i know um like the one on the switch i couldn't get into it this is what i was just about to say ben you have to realize this we're talking someone who didn't like breath of the wild what how can we have someone on a gaming podcast that doesn't like breath of the wild no no my point was is that there's so much to do on it and now with my life i haven't got time to invest in that 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 amount of game so yeah that's where it is that's the problem for me I, i know it's a great game i just couldn't get into it it's not that it's a bad game it's just i haven't got the time to put into it at all but he did just sink a shitload of hours into crackdown 3 i'll just make that apparent okay first of all with the crackdown 3 thing <laughs> right i told you like if i get in and with a game like that you don't have to think you just go around and you just blow shit up and you hit stuff and you drive and easy game like you don't need no skill but with a game like zelda you need to you know put a lot more into it you need to be mentally there like sometimes after work i'm just like i get in and i just want a stupid dumb game to put on and crackdown 3 is that stupid dumb game I didn't put like hundreds of hours into it, like anything like that. Probably about 20, 30 hours max. Not even that, probably. You see, I'd argue that Breath of the Wild could be a game that you play when you get home from work. You don't really, there's a lot you can do on it that you don't have to put much effort or like brain work into it. Yep. And it's a very chill game as well. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's it's Had it not been for God of War on the PS4, Breath of the Wild would be my game of the year. And I know that's it's a obvious thing to say and a lot of people are saying it, but it truly is one of the greatest games ever made, like ever made without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you there. So I want to just come back to Final Fantasy VII because we kind of only broke, spoke over it briefly because you guys never really played them. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was my first real RPG game. I went and played that. I then got into the Final Fantasy series. I played them on the PS1. I went back and played some of the older ones. I played Dragon Quest and now I play Persona and all sorts. If not for that game, I probably wouldn't play a lot of the games I do today. So I have been so hyped for this re-release that I had booked a week off work um, for the original release date before it got pushed back. Um, I didn't end up changing it. Now it turns out I'm going to be off work anyway with all this shit going on. <laughs> so... I still got time to go and play it, but I'm going to literally be staying up till midnight uh, when my PS4 goes. The game can now be played and I will be playing it. So what was it about Final Fantasy VII that appealed to you? Like the first time playing it? I just said it was the story, like, man. RPG. Like turn-based RPGs, I enjoy the gameplay. A lot of people don't, and I understand why people do or don't like it. I do. I like I'm, grinding I'm, in a game. I enjoy turn-based RPG games, but for me, I'm just not into the story. So that's why Final Fantasy has never really gripped me. I mean, that's understandable because not everyone likes the same stuff. Although Final Fantasy, you probably could find at least one of them that you like because the stories differ quite drastically between them. Seven, uh, the story is what it is. Like the main thing without spoiling anything for people who are going to play the new one and and are going to give Final Fantasy Seven a try is you get gripped into what's happening very quickly. You kind of get thrown in with a group of kind of people who are trying to take down like a an organization that's damaging the planet which is even more relevant nowadays than it was when it came out and you don't really know much about the main protagonist and you only start to find out more and more about him as the story goes on and the villain is one of the most iconic gaming villains of all time yeah i, I do have final fantasy 7 on the xbox one and in preparation for the remake 
I did start to play it and I tried to play it and I don't know, it just doesn't grip me like it does everyone else. I'm buzzed that that it's been made, the remake, because there's a lot of fans out there who are going to have a really good time with it, but it's just not for me, you know. Yeah, that's understandable. Okay, Rich, so is there any other games coming out this week? Doom Eternal come out as well, didn't it? So I've seen that's been getting some high scores. Um, I still need to complete the last Doom that come out. I'm not sure if either of you guys have got any interest in picking up the new one or uh, any... Buzzed. Time to play it. I am buzzed about the new one. I want to get it, but with the lockdown, unfortunately, my work hasn't stopped, so I'm still working, so I don't really have a lot of time to sink into any game other than Football Manager and Animal Crossing. I did complete the first, the 2016 Doom. Absolutely fantastic game. Really, really good. And I will get this one eventually, but it, it won't be for a while yet. Have you guys watched the um, No Clip documentary about the doom 2016 no i haven't i highly recommend it it shows you how they game came about the decisions of the game how they made the soundtrack how they designed the levels it's really really good well put together documentary oh nice one i'll have to give that a watch tell you what we'll do as well we'll put a link to it in the description for anyone who wants to watch it who hasn't already seen it yeah sounds like a good plan yeah because i've enjoyed the doom 2016 quite a lot of what i've played but again i'm quite away through that but again i get a new game and then i get distracted and yeah so i've got that six to maybe ten games i need to actually finish that's the thing though isn't it like we buy games and buy games and buy games and buy games but we don't actually fucking play any of them um my backlog is ridiculous you're probably looking at the over all the consoles i've got you're looking at like the eight nine hundred mark where there's games i have just haven't played yet or i've played and i haven't completed it, it, it gets to ridiculous levels really yeah i was pretty blown away recently i had a look in my um the library system of ps4 and my purchased amount of games apparently since i've owned my ps4 is 200 68. Wow, on my uh, Xbox One, since the 360 came out, because obviously they've got all the backwards compatible games as well, the purchase section for me is about 500, and then I've got maybe another 70 on the PS4, I've probably got 50 on the Switch, and then I'm a collector as well, so I've got hundreds of retro games sat behind me, so there's just there's so many games for me to play, like, I, I don't need to ever buy another one, but I will, and I'll keep buying them. Yep, it's a problem we all have, especially <laughs> PC gaming, you got Steam sales and Humble Bundle, you end up giving hundreds of games easily on that. Yeah, my Steam is literally Football Manager 2012, Football Manager 2013, and so on until 2020. Like, I haven't got any other games on Steam. Have you, have you not? I thought you had a um, couple other different games on there. Because I think I'm the same with you. It's like Football Manager 18, because that's when I got my PC built. And I've got Road Redemption and Fire Pro Wrestling World. That is it. So 18 to 20, and then those two other games. That's me on my PC. I do actually have uh, Fallout 1 and 2 on there. But apart from them two, it's just Football Manager games. I, I bet the hours on them is like no more than two hours or three hours for both of them. Yeah, I haven't. I barely put any. I'd be surprised if it's an hour between them. Do you know what I mean? Because well, why? I, I turn my PC on. The first thing I want to do is load up Football Manager. That's, that's all I want to do. Yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see your hours from twelve to twenty if you added them all up. How much they would be together? Because I, if I was betting, I would say more than two thousand easy, easily more than two thousand hours. You would win a lot of money there, but I've spent about 2000 on Football Manager 2016 alone. Well, there you go. I was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Did, uh, you guys do the PlayStation thing. They, they've done, they done, second year, they've done it now where you can find out how long you've played your games on your PS4, how much you played it over the course of a year. My 2019 one, while you were talking, I was looking up because I was like, I think this will be relevant. So apparently in 2019, I played 1,456 hours of my PS4. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. 38 different games, 165 trophies. By the way, if you want to work out how many days that is, uh, that is 60 days worth. Mm. I worked that out at the time. That's not bad. Um, and my most played game was Final Fantasy XIV, which is the MMO one, which I paid for 540 hours. Wow, that's pretty cool. I've only had um, my PS4 since August, so it would, I, yeah, it wouldn't really do much for me. Well, maybe in 2020, when they do their one at the end of the year, look it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite intrigued, actually. Because on the Xbox, you can go into each individual game and then you can compare how long you've played it with everyone else on your list. Oh, yeah. For Ark survival evolved for example i think i've played it for about 49 days complete overall but then you look at my list and there's people who've played it for like 100 days but then there's people who've played it for like 10 minutes it's really cool like people give the xbox a lot of shit for for its uh menu system and all that but there is really is a lot more to a lot more stats and, and involvement on the xbox than there is on the playstation like you have um different 
uh, categories. So you can go into, for example, FIFA, and you can go like goals scored, and it'll tell you how many goals you've scored, but it'll also tell you how many goals everyone else on your list has scored. Or you can go into, I don't know, this is an example, I don't know if it actually exists, but you could go into Final Fantasy VII, and you can see like damage dealt, and it'll tell you how much damage you've dealt over the game, but it'll also tell you how much damage dealt everybody else has do you know what i mean and i think that's for me i'm a bit of a statistician i like i like numbers and i like seeing all that sort of stuff and that that really it adds a lot to the game for me you know do you know i'll be honest i've never really considered buying an xbox one and you telling me that has almost convinced me because i love that 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 the idea of that so much i would recommend an xbox one there is a lot of good games but you're right in having a playstation because the exclusives alone is enough i mean the exclusive on the playstation like god of war like spider-man like horizon zero dawn like they're so much better than what you get on the xbox okay you get your gears of war and you get your halo and you get you know but they're nothing like they're nothing compared to what you get on the playstation give me spider-man over any any halo uh, gears of war game i like gears of war don't get me wrong i love the, the horde mode but I got so much more enjoyment out of Spider-Man. I got so much more enjoyment out of God of War. And I can see why the PlayStation has kicked the crap out of the Xbox now. Because the, the exclusives are incredible. Like, I happen to believe the dashboard and the menu on the PlayStation 4 is dog shit compared to the Xbox One. The controller on the PlayStation 4 is dog shit compared to the Xbox One. But the exclusive games beat the living shit out of the xbox one i mean the ui part i definitely agree on but i like the ps4 controller i think it's quite nice size don't get me wrong the ps4 controller is good but the xbox one controller is far superior for ergonomically everything is just far superior to the playstation 4 one and i do like the playstation 4 one but then once you spoke about those two controllers you then mentioned the switch pro controller and then all bets are off because that's the best controller of gaming right now i mean i still kind of think that the game controllers are my favorite controllers of all time oh the game if you're talking about the history of gaming yeah the gamecube controller was great a lot of people give it shit but i like the n64 controller <laughs> i'd still think the ps2 controller is the best controller out of all the playstation ones Perhaps the DualShock, the first DualShock on the PlayStation 1. Can't stand the PlayStation 3 controller. It feels tacky, it feels light, it feels like it could just break in my hands. Really, really don't like the PlayStation 3 controller. But then you go back and you look at the, the NES controller, the, the SNES controllers, they were just iconic, you know? With, with your points there, Danny, I'd like to point out as well with the fact that anyone who doesn't know Danny, he hates Spider-Man. Like, he does not like Spider-Man games. I, no, I, I can't. I, I can't stand superheroes. Like I don't like Marvel. I don't like DC. I've not seen any of the movies. I don't. I've. I think I've, the only movies I've seen in, in the Marvel universe is two Iron Man ones, the first two Iron Man ones, and the two Deadpool ones. I've not seen any of the Avengers. I've not seen any of the other ones. But that Spider-Man game on PS4 is fucking incredible. It's so good. I mean, yeah. Somniac have a good track track record. When as soon as I heard they were going to do Spider-Man, I was like, "Yep, cool. I'm going to be getting that then." Yeah, because I remember having a conversation with Danny after I played Spider-Man. So I was like, "Ben, I'm going to get it because the PlayStation isn't mine. It's my missus." Um, so I was like, "Yep, I want to get Spider-Man." And I was like, "Danny, look, you have to play it. I'll promise you, you will enjoy this game. You." I was like, "It's not." at god of wars level but i was like it kicks the shit out of a lot of the xbox one exclusives um always being more of an xbox person although i do love the playstation yeah you're right the exclusive just absolutely kick the shit i mean i love gears of war 5 like but i haven't completed it because it doesn't grasp me as much as i did like when i got god of war and when i got spider-man there was that obsession to complete those games of like i never got bored like i wouldn't want to I couldn't put it down. Like I would regret putting it down. I'd be like itching at work and I want to get home. I have to play these games. And I haven't had that feeling for such a long time with any games. But with God of War and Spider-Man, I had that feeling of I've got to go on there. I've got to do this. I've got to do the side mission. Um, the story appealed to me, obviously, because I'm a big comic book fan, Marvel, uh, DC, stuff like that. Um, and God of War, obviously, set in Norse time, so it's interesting. But yeah, I've never had that. And I can't remember. Honestly, if you was to ask me the last xbox one xbox exclusive game that i had that feeling with that obsession to complete i honestly it'll take me a while to think about it and give you a game because i'm struggling to think of one right now i would have to go back to forza horizon 2 for the last xbox exclusive that i truly loved do you want do you know the interesting thing you're talking about god of war and you have an experience i ha god of war gave me a unique experience in the fact that whenever i'm really into a game i do the same i rush into it and i want to complete everything and i'm playing it constantly and i don't want to put it down god of war is the only game i've played where i didn't want it to end i was enjoying that game so much 
but I would put it down going, that's enough for tonight. I'll play more tomorrow because I don't want to finish this game in a week. That's the feeling that I had with Spider-Man. Rich, I agree with you 99% of what you just said, but I would disagree with one little thing. I would say Spider-Man is in God of War's league. It's not as good as God of War. God of War's at the top of the league, but Spider-Man's definitely a Champions League qualifier. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, yeah, then with the God of War thing, like I mainly found like I didn't want to complete the campaign. If I knew I was going on the main campaign path, I was like, okay, I'm going to go try fight a Valkyrie again. I'm going to beat this Valkyrie. Be there again, absolutely pissed off, like because I was struggling against Valkyrie. But I was like, usually on any other game, I'd be throwing a controller, I'd be putting it down and like getting angry and oh, I can't be bothered with this. But I'll be there like trying to go against this Valkyrie, like six seven eight nine ten times in a row but i wasn't getting bored i was enjoying the fight even though i was you know coming really close sometimes i'll get absolutely destroyed the next time or you know getting frustrated i'll then go do you know what i'm gonna go to a different side mission and that to me is just a testament to what they've done with that game the fact that you know i didn't want to complete the campaign finally ended up doing it and i went back to the game once or twice to try to do some more valkyries and some other side missions but yeah i mean i could happily go pick that game up at any time and just play it and probably replay through the campaign actually because it's just honestly i can't think of anything bad about that game like off my memory of playing it it's yeah i would say my top games of all times up there with the original halo and stuff like that for me personally the only bad thing i would say about god of war is how many times they recycled the same big enemies just giving them a different color palette sort of thing as good as the game is it could have done with a few different, like, what I would say, mini-bosses, if you know what I mean. Or maybe even bosses, but, you know, the big troll that they had? It was the same troll yeah, over and over and over again, just just with different colour palette. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, to be fair, yeah, you, yeah, I can see what you mean by that, and you probably are right. I mean, I've probably just sort of ignored that because of how much I did love that game and the fact that it, it was sort of like being... Not even a kid again, but, you know, up to like 10 years ago, you know, when I used to be a lot more gaming and had the more time to do it. And, you know, I I felt like back in that thing of where I was just in a gaming bubble and I haven't felt that for such a long time. So for me, it was like, yeah, I think I was willing to overlook anything. But, yeah, you mentioned that. You are right with that. It definitely does need to uh, look at maybe changing that for the next one. But that's a minor fault in an amazing game. See, I don't know if you're the same as me. I think you are, Rich, but I never really got into any of the other God of War games. This one was the first one that I truly, truly enjoyed. Like one that I, the first one that I really, like you say, every time you stick your PlayStation on, God of War was the first thing that you loaded up because you just wanted to play more. But I agree with you as well, Ben. When it came to doing all the extras afterwards, I'd do a few things and I'd turn it off, and be like, right, that'll do for the day. I'll stick it on again tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Let's go on to section three. Uh, this week we're looking at the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I'm going to hand it over to Ben, who's got the, the uh, spec list and a few little bits and pieces about it. So Ben, what's this all about, PS5, Xbox Series X? Give us a little uh, rundown. Well, obviously we were talking about it just now with kind of exclusivity and like preference. People are going to always compare the consoles. Um, so obviously as soon as both consoles had announced their specs, that's what everyone wanted to know. Who's Who's got the stronger console? Who's going to win the next gen? Now, I don't think there's as much in it as people expected. Although, to some people's surprise, Xbox has actually come out with the, the slightly stronger console overall. It's not a huge difference. They both kind of have eight core processors. They both got uh, similar kind of graphics cards. They're both using the same amount of RAM. Um, they're both going to use solid state drives. As you know, Xbox Series One X, sorry, Xbox Series X is not going to have solid state, but it has got expansion cards for it. Whereas the PS5 has a smaller hard drive, but it's solid state. So it's still going to probably go down to what games do you want to play. Who are all your friends playing on? Whether you would want to go for one console or the other. One of the big ones, though, that people were discussing straight away was backwards compatibility. Because obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Xbox have been supporting that all through this gen. They've been supporting Xbox 360 games. Um, and they've said that they're going to carry that forward with the new console. They're going to do backwards compatibility for the One and the Xbox 360. PlayStation 5, they've said they're going to push for backwards compatibility but we've not had as much clarity on it um they said they've tested a lot of their ps4 games and they will be supported but we don't know if it's just they're going to be the ps4 if they're going to do three and two or whether it's going to even support all games at launch 
So it's going to be uh, finding out closer to release at this point. I mean, uh, have you guys looked over them at all? What do you guys think? I haven't looked over it too much, to be honest. I'm not really fussed about the specs. I'm, I'm a retro gamer. Like, I would much rather stick on my N64 and play some Super Mario 64. So the specs for me don't matter as much, providing it works and doesn't break down. I'm happy, but it comes down to, like you said, what my friends are playing, what exclusive games they have. In fact, I'm not really that fussed about exclusive games, just what games they have on it. It just happens that, like we said, PlayStation got the better exclusives. I'm not going to buy either of them on release. I, I just, I, I can't warrant spending that much money on a video game console because they will be a lot cheaper, you know, a year down the line. But I am leaning towards the PS5. I have been an Xbox guy since the original Xbox. I got my PS4 August last year, and the games I've played on it since then have just been mind-blowing. So I am leaning towards the PS5, but I guess we've just got to see what games are out when it comes to me having enough money to go out and buy one. What, what about you, Rich? Um, yeah, the same as you, really. Um, yeah, the specs are impressive, but that's not the be-all and end-all. Look at you know the Xbox X compared to the PlayStation 4 Pro. It's more powerful, but at the end of the day, like you said, exclusives, generally games seem to be better. I mean, me, I'm the same as you. Depends what games, like especially me and you, could play together and stuff like that. I mean, I won't be getting on release, like no way at all, probably a year down the line like yourself. And then I probably will get the PS5 first just because, well, there's two reasons. One, that me and Mrs. I got the Xbox One first, then I got the PS4 after. So it'd be fair to get her, the console she prefers first. But two as well, um, just touching on the virtual reality and the PS4 has been a game changer. I absolutely love it. do put quite a lot of time into it. And to be fair, I think PlayStation really nailed it with that. So if they're planning to have enough virtual reality on the PS5, then I would definitely invest more time in that, I think, going forward. The thing I'd like to say, we're talking a lot about exclusives and we're not even mentioned Nintendo. Like, Nintendo have the best exclusives. You know, Zelda, Mario Odyssey on the, on the Switch is it's incredible i mean even games like mario and sonic at the winter Olymp at the summer olympics those games are so much fun and when you're talking about exclusives i think nintendo needs to have a shout out because they have the best exclusives i mean i don't know if you guys agree but they are the best exclusives definitely the most consistent and um i have enjoyed their exclusive a lot more have you guys heard the rumors about the 35th anniversary of mario oh hell yeah oh can you imagine like if they if it comes through and they release like remasters of Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy. It's I'm, I don't often I'm not often left speechless, but if they do that, wow, wow. And um, as the RPG nut that I am, I'm also quite excited for Paper Mario. Although my expectations are low because the last couple games have been not so good um but hopefully they can pull something out or even port us over the nintendo 64 and the gamecube uh, paper mario series oh what the thousand door on the gamecube that game was amazing oh, that one's great thousand year door and then there was the original paper mario and 64 i replayed that on the wii because they had the virtual store and i forgot how much i love that game yeah i do think that because have you played much Game Boy Advance and things like that? Because there was one on Game Boy Advance, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Now that game... Yeah, I, I played them games. That game is probably the best Mario RPG in my... Uh, like Nintendo Mario RPG, I, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I really enjoyed the DS ones as well. They did um, Partners in Time, where it was you had the, the older brothers on one screen and the baby versions of them on another. And they also did one called Bowser's Inside Story, where you were controlling the brothers who were inside a giant Bowser and Bowser on the other screen. It was kind oh, of interesting. That, that's, that does sound pretty cool. I've never played... I've not really been much of a like a ds 3ds gamer in the past i do have a ds and i do have a few games but i've never really got into it like i did with the game boy and the game boy color the game boy advanced like the game boy is my favorite handheld of all time um but let's leave that alone for a minute because our personal question at the end is something to do with that what else is there about the ps5 and xbox series x has anyone got any more points they'd like to make about that well one thing that we don't know yet is controllers um we've not seen uh the confirmed look of the playstation yet um or what the console looks like what the controller looks like any of that i i, I think we've seen the xbox have we seen the controller for it i don't think we have um i think we might have seen concept art about it but i'm not sure we've had anything confirmed what do you guys think of the xbox um 
X, the way it looks. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, it looks a bit bulky, but for the powerhouse of a console, it looks like it's going to be. I kind of get it. And I'll be honest, appearance of a console never matters to me too much because I'm realistically going to put it underneath my TV unit and never look at it again. But all the Xboxes have always been bulky, apart from when... You know, they've done the slimmer down versions, but they've always been bulky Xbox. Xbox 360 was bulky, not as bulky as the original, though. And Xbox One is bulky as well. I mean, to be fair, I'm not, like you, overly bothered. I mean, I do have mine on mine out that you can see it. But I do, it looks sleek, it looks nice, it looks, you know, modern. So on that, it looks, it's nicer to look at than the Xbox One. Just, I like the design. But again, it's not a major thing for me. I just wondered if you guys had any thoughts on it, Danny? The Xbox One X is gorgeous. Like, it's such a gorgeous little machine. I don't particularly care either. The Series X, the the new one, the Xbox Series X, I think it looks a lot better on its side than stood up like a tower. But again, I'm, I'm like you, Ben. It doesn't matter to me, providing it works and doesn't break down. Like I said earlier, those sort of things just—they don't—they don't bother me. Like they don't bother me whatsoever. That's the thing as well. Am I wrong that that it seems like apart from the original Xbox, they always—they do have an obsession with they—they want the Xboxes standing upright, right? Do you remember like with 360? I'm pretty sure it'd been shown off to stand it upright, and with the Xbox One, am I imagining that, or you guys remember that as well? Yeah, no, I remember that. The way they announced the Xbox 360 E3 was it with it stood up. Don't so much remember the Xbox one being stood up i don't remember that but i think it's just because it's microsoft in it and like i don't know maybe it's they're thinking about we're known for desktops and stuff like that so it should stand up i thought it's just something i just thought of and it's yeah it just seems like they want all the all their consoles standing up it's just i don't know i don't really get the point of it again as long as it runs and you don't get any you know like horrible memories of the red ring of death and stuff like that you know because that killed me when that happened at the time i think you had it as well uh, you, you know you're right as long as it runs properly the guns the frame rate the games run correctly then that's the main thing i mean it does look beautiful but again it's not the be all and end all of you know what you want from a gaming system so i don't know about you guys i don't buy into the console wars and all that sort of stuff but i'm gonna ask because it's, it's a question that needs to be asked which which system do you think will win the next generation of video games? The PS5 or the Xbox Series X, Ben? I'm going to place my money on PlayStation for the moment. Now, I do think the Xbox looks like they're making good steps in the right direction. I do think their announcements of what they're doing and their backwards compatibility are really good steps. So PlayStation can easily do a Microsoft and get complacent and make a big mess there. But I think the thing that they've not stopped doing and is the thing that is making them the, the leader in this kind of competition is their games. They have got more games coming out that Xbox do not have that are just better than their competitors. Unless Microsoft come out and say, we've got all these great games coming out, I don't think they're going to steal the the title off of PlayStation. Um, I know they've done some stuff towards that. They've bought some studios that have done some really good games. So maybe they will be able to do that and maybe I'll be wrong. But I won't actually mind being wrong because I'd kind of like there to be more competition between them and have more good games on the xbox because this gen it has mostly been playstation yeah 100 100 percent. i agree with you I, i'm gonna say the ps5 as well as much as i am an xbox fanboy i'm not so much a fanboy anymore but i was an xbox fanboy during the xbox and 360 days uh, i can't look past the ps5 i hope xbox pull it out the, out of the bag i hope they do i hope they come up with some good exclusive games or maybe even somehow get hold of some of playstation ones that's not going to happen don't know why i said that rich what do you think yeah again so same with you you know me and you obviously known each other such a long time we were both more to the xbox than the 360 um i remember halo coming out and that got me from the playstation to the xbox and we didn't hate playstation but we were more into our xboxes and 360s and then i got playstation 2 i think you did as well you got a playstation 3 you hated it um because haze i remember the whole conversation we had on that which would be for another day and um yeah i mean i didn't really play playstation 3 to be honest um i played a bit of it and i didn't like it but yeah i'm not really into that whole console war anymore i, I appreciate both of them but yeah i'm going for playstation 5 as well and one of the main reasons i'll state again is the vr because it is a game changer i'm not saying everyone will want to play it and everyone will, will enjoy doing it but, you know i've had people around my house i've had my mum and dad come around now obviously they're 60 stuff like that you know not young 
but even my mum got on the virtual reality and she, she won't play a game, but submerging and seeing the aquatic life around her and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's very, it's like the Wii in a way that you can get your family involved and stuff like that. And you've got amazing games like Beat Saber, Astrobot. And I just think PlayStation got that card to play and the way they've stuck the landing with this, if they can do it with the next part, then they've got a good track record because you look at the Xbox and what they tried to do with Connect and Connect 2.0. They tried, but it was a failure. And again, you just go to exclusives. You got to look at the track record. And PlayStation have dominated this this part of the war, however you want to put it. And yeah, I mean Ben's right. Xbox, uh, Microsoft have brought up some good studios and stuff like that. But you can have good people working, but if the people at the top are uh, putting their hands in the pot too much, they're going to mess it up. And yeah, I, I can't see past PlayStation Five. I want to be wrong because obviously I like both consoles and stuff like that, and I want to see them both do well. But at the moment, going from PlayStation Four, you can't look anywhere else. So that's pretty unanimous then. The PS5 is going to be the winner. Uh, we've said it. Let's not even bother going there anymore. So the next thing, the last thing before we close out the podcast is each week we want to try and answer some questions from fans on Twitter or Facebook. Or um, We got quite a good response, really. We've got a few questions on Twitter. I'm only going to do one this time because I think this podcast has gone on a little bit long already, longer than we assumed we would it would be. Right, so we got a question from Scott on Twitter, at 90s Retrolector. Um, out Outside of the Switch, which lives in its own realm, do you believe that mobile devices have killed off the prospect of another dedicated handheld device? What do you think, guys? Rich, what do you think? It's a really good question. I mean, you guys play your games a lot more than me, but I'd, I'd, I'd say no, just for the fact of, okay, Nintendo have got it right. It, the Switches can be played as a home console and it can be played as handheld, so it's got the balance beautifully. And to be fair, I mean, a lot of people like their mobile gaming. I mean, I'm not really a fan of it. I can't get into the games on there. The only other one I've really played is Football Manager or Fruit Ninja, and I might have some games on there for my daughter. But, you know, if someone really wants to look at it, I mean, PlayStation can bring out, you know, an updated PSP. You know, I think the PSP was quite hit and miss, but I think generally it was good from what I see and it was enjoyable. So I don't think it's killed it off completely, but I think there's possibility, but it's who's left to really bring it out. You know, Sega won't. So apart from Nintendo, which he's right, it's in its own little world, you know, so it's just on its own little level. You can't put anything near it. So it would be Microsoft or it would be Sony. Who else would be the one to bring something out? So it's a really tough question to ask. I would, I would hope no. I would like to see more handheld consoles out there because they are sort of dying. And yeah, you do have to say the mobile devices have had an impact. But I think people are obsessed with having home entertainment systems, consoles and stuff like that a lot more, which is unfortunate. What about you, Ben? What do you think? I'm going to say yes, it has killed it. So I loved the Vita. I literally just got my Vita yesterday. I rebought one. I did that partly because I wanted to replay Persona 4 and partly because I was thinking remote play would be nice so that I can play... A PS4 in bed in my house while I've got all this going on. But I don't think Nintendo are ever going to do a fully handheld console now. I think they're going to just continue to do like the Switch. And I think that's good of them to do. I think it's a good console and I think its concept is great that it's finally like a reality that you can have a console that you can have as your home device and your portable because of the vita's failings don't see sony taking another shot at it i think they're just gonna entirely focus more on their home console and i don't think microsoft is going to attempt it having looked at sony's failure and the other part of it that makes me think no is mobile games in general like mobile phones are getting more and more powerful and you can get some really good games on phones now i spoke about league of legends earlier they have a spin-off game called team fight tactics and they officially launched on phones um last couple weeks and i have been playing that a lot when i'm in bed uh, i don't want to get up and it is exactly the same as the pc game it's just on my phone and i can play it whenever and you've got games like Hearthstone. I just think we're going to see more games get adapted to phone than we're going to see people pushing a, a, a handheld console of its own. I would be more. I would be, find it less surprising if Sony went. We're going to now launch a, a mobile gaming market, and they start launching games for phones 
then I would be more than if they launched a console. I think that's more likely because Nintendo have already started doing it. And if Nintendo, who are the handheld kings, are going, we're going to do mobile games because that's where it's going, then I don't think Sony or Microsoft are going to attempt to uh, make their own console for it. Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think the uh, games on mobile devices has completely killed off any handheld gaming systems in the future. Um, like you said, there's a lot of really good games on the on the phones now. You can get the range of Final Fantasy games on there now. There's all the Grand Theft Auto games on there. Just the other day, I was looking through the Play Store, and they're bringing Dead to Daylight. The Dead by Daylight. What is it, Rich? You know, you like that game. Oh, what? Dead by Daylight, really? They're bringing Dead by um, Daylight to the mobile, and oh wow, that's a current gen game. So if the if the phones can pull that off, then why would anybody put the money and the time into making a new handheld console? I just I, I think I think it's gone. I think it's well and truly gone. There's also Ark Survival Evolved. You can now play that on your phone. I, I just don't see why any company would put it out there and a new console. What I do think needs to happen is I think big companies need to invest in making controller add-ons for the phones because that is the only way for me that mobile gaming will become truly elite because you can't i don't know what you guys think but you can't play fast reaction time games with touch controls like recently they released uh symphony of the night castlevania symphony of the night on the play store and i downloaded it and i love that game with a controller in my hand but with with touch screen uh controls it just doesn't work so what i think needs to happen i think sony or whoever whoever it is microsoft even apple you know samsung they need to release actual control like adapters to the phones i know phones are loads of different sizes and everything like that if someone could release a controller add-on which clips to the sides of your phones i really do think mobile gaming could take off in an incredibly large way they actually do exist though they do they do but they're the quality of them are not what you would expect so if when you pick up a, a playstation controller or you pick up an xbox controller you need that sort of quality okay, no, i get you I actually the company that make those at the moment are trying to sue nintendo again again to try and stop them selling the switch because they say they've infringed on copy i'm not sure that i'm not sure that can that's going to happen i don't think that even i don't think they'd win a, a lawsuit for that. i don't know they they won't win it but they're, they're, they're trying, trying to take it yeah, I mean, with me, with the whole me saying that, I think it's more of I really want to see the handheld um, continue and someone else come out of it because, yeah, Nintendo are the kings and I go back to my childhood of, um, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced and then obviously uh, Game Gear, you know, stuff like that. And it's a shame. Like, I don't really want to see the mobile, you know, get rid of these. But I do think you're right, Then they are getting more powerful and stuff like that. But I agree with Danny that, I, I hate the thought of playing a game on my mobile. I've tried it and I just don't like it. The touch is just horrible. I mean, it's fine for little games like Fruit Ninja stuff like that. Or, you know, I remember playing Snake back in the day on my phone. That was enjoyable, you know, for an hour or two. And there are some decent little games out there, but I, I just really hope it isn't. Like, I, I just hope someone comes out and is like, yeah, here's a handheld device. And, you know, give Nintendo a run for their money because you can't doubt the Switch is one of the best console slash handhelds ever made. If you know, like you said, Danny, the exclusives, everything, great bit of kit. I loved it, but I got rid of it just because it wasn't being used enough by me and my daughter. And I was like, well, it's a waste of money. But it's an amazing bit of kit, and I would like to see another big company come out with something. But I don't know who that would be. Like you said, PlayStation. You know, would they really take the risk? And I don't. Microsoft definitely wouldn't. I'd be shocked if they come out. But I can't think of anyone else that actually would. And the only other one Danny's really named is Apple that could do it. Unless it was saying like LG or someone like that suddenly come out of left field and do something, but I can't see anyone on the horizon doing it. You see, games on the mobile, they will take off, but I need physical buttons, I need physical D pad, I need physical analog sticks. I can't play games with touch controls. But Ben, you made a good point about the Vita and its failures. Sony failed the Vita. There wasn't enough support behind it. And had they put more time into it, more effort, more money, it could have um, been a success. But maybe they saw that gaming was going the way of the mobile phones. Everybody's got a mobile phone. I mean, how can you expect anyone to buy an extra thing, you know, an extra system, if you've already got a mobile phone that can play these games that are out there now, like Ark, like Dead by Daylight? I genuinely think that handheld consoles are done now. Well, to be fair, actually, saying that as well, to be the cost as well, you know, like mobile phones aren't cheap unless, you know, get, you know, the cheaper end phones. But everyone wants their nicer phones and then, are they really going to spend the money on a handheld device as well? Because they're not going to be cheap. 
like the, the switch isn't cheap don't get me wrong i think the switch isn't priced badly at all but like so if you've got a kid and they want a phone the kid's going to choose a phone over a, a gaming device more than likely especially if they've got a switch already there's no chance of anything else being brought it's also the fact that the phone is not just a gaming device it does everything else as well you know it's i think the answer to this question is that what a handheld gaming is done in my opinion and i think ben agrees and i think rich you agree as well yeah i think you guys are right it's not going to happen and it is a shame because the, like you said mobile is you've got youtube you've got so many things in and out whatever you've got so many things you can do on it so why is someone then going to spend another let's just say 200 pound for a handheld device that isn't from nintendo and are people really going to trust it if it isn't from nintendo because let's face it how many flops have nintendo really had over let's just say the last 30 years like 35 years of my lifetime for an example not many two virtual boy and the wii u yeah i mean i don't even remember virtual boy to be fair but um the wii u was a bit of a flop i mean it was i i enjoyed it for a little while but it didn't keep it didn't grab my attention i mean i've always been a massive fan of the gamecube and quite a lot of people slag it off and i don't understand that oh the gamecube is awesome the problem with the Wii U, I think, is the name of it. Like, if they'd called it something else, like the Wii 2, for example, I think it would have been a bigger hit. But I just, I don't think that enough people knew that it was a new console rather than just an add-on for the Wii. Yeah. As well with the Wii U, I think, because the controller was very interactive, wasn't it? Like, you think for, like, Zombie U, don't get me wrong, the idea behind that, using the controller for the game and looking and stuff like that, was amazing, and that's what I really liked about it. But you just had a console out that was very family inclusive you know that everyone could play your nan could play your mum could play you know younger kids could play everything it was fuller it was a family console and it was a great concept and then you brought this item out that was a lot more gaming focused a lot more for gamers and not easy to pick up probably for some people so therefore as well along with the marketing they sort of shot themselves in the foot with that one yeah, there's all some very good points there. But I think that's it, lads. That's the end of the first podcast. It's been a pleasure chatting to you guys again, as always. I'm not sure when we're going to be releasing this, but whatever day we decide to release it on, there will be one, hopefully, every week. Any closing comments, guys? No, it was good Good to join you guys. It was a good, good chat. Oh, and the last thing to say, as Danny mentioned, we're going to do another podcast for TV and film-based. That's more going to be me and Richard focusing on that. I think Danny might join us now and then. We might have someone else uh, join us, potentially. We do hope to have more podcasts coming to you soon. But yeah, let's get out of here, lads. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye.